Hi, I'm Corey Litzenberger from CGLTax.ca, and this is Brainstorming Plus Tax. On this episode of Brainstorming Plus Tax, I want to talk to you about deducting moving expenses. The summer is the busiest time of year for moving, and so you may want to share this episode with your friends you know that have moved or are moving in the coming months. Individuals and families move for any number of reasons, and those moves can be local or long distance. Whatever the reason for the move or the distance to the new location, all moves have two things in common, stress and cost. Even where the move is a desired one, moving represents an upheaval of one's life. And where the move is for a long distance, or involves a large family home, the cost can be very significant. There is not much that can diminish the stress of moving, but the associated costs can be offset somewhat by a tax deduction, which may be claimed for many of those costs. While it is common to refer simply to the moving expense deduction as though it were available in all circumstances, the reality is that there is no general deduction available for moving costs. In order to be tax deductible, such moving costs must be incurred in specific and relatively narrow circumstances. Our tax system in Canada allows taxpayers to claim a deduction only where the move is made to get the taxpayer closer to his or her new place of work, whether that work is a transfer, a new job, or self-employment. Specifically, moving expenses can be deducted where the move is made to bring the taxpayer at least 40 kilometers closer to his or her new place of work. That requirement is satisfied where, for instance, a taxpayer moves from Toronto to Ottawa or Calgary to Red Deer to take a new job. It's also meant where a taxpayer is transferred by his or her employer to another job in a different location and the taxpayer's move will bring him or her at least 40 kilometers closer to the new work location. However, it is not met where an individual or family move up the property ladder by selling and purchasing a new home in the same town or city. It's not actually necessary to be a homeowner in order to claim moving expenses. The list of moving-related expenses which may be deducted is basically the same for everyone, homeowner or tenant, who meets the 40-kilometer requirement. Students who are moving to take a summer job, even if that move is back to the family home, can also make a claim for moving expenses where that move meets the 40-kilometer requirement. It's important to remember, however, that even where the 40-kilometer requirement is met, it is only possible to deduct moving costs from employment or self-employment business income earned at the new location. There is no deduction possible from other types of income like investment income or dividends or capital gains or employment insurance benefits. The general rule is that a taxpayer can claim reasonable amounts that were paid for moving himself or herself, family members, and household effects. In all cases, the moving expenses must be deducted from employment or self-employment income earned at the new location. Where the move takes place later in the year and moving costs are significant, it is possible that the amount of income earned at the new location in the year of the move will be less than deductible moving expenses incurred. In those cases, those expenses can be carried over and deducted from income earned at the new location in future years. Within the general rule, there are a number of specific inclusions, exclusions, and limitations. The following is a list of expenses which can be claimed by the taxpayer without specific dollar figure restrictions, but, as always, is subject to the overriding requirement of reasonableness under Section 67 of the Income Tax Act. Things like traveling expenses, including vehicle expenses, meals and accommodation, to move the taxpayer and members of his or her family to their new residence. It is interesting to note that not all members of the household have to travel together or at the same time. 
transportation and storage costs for household effects such as packing, hauling, moving, in-transit storage, movers, and insurance. Costs for up to 15 days for meals and temporary accommodation near the old and new residences for the taxpayer and members of the household. Lease cancellation charges, but not rent, on the old residence. Legal or notary fees incurred for the purchase of the new residence, together with any taxes paid for the transfer or registration of title to the new residence. Now, when I say taxes paid, usually that's some sort of fee or levy issued by the provincial government. GST and HST do not apply here. You can also claim the cost of selling the old residence, including advertising, notary or legal fees, real estate commissions, and any mortgage penalties paid when a mortgage is paid off before maturity. And the cost of changing an address of legal documents, like driver's licenses or non-commercial vehicle permits. And costs related to utility hookups and disconnections. It sometimes happens that a move to the new home takes place before the old residence is sold. In such circumstances, the taxpayer is entitled to deduct up to $5,000 in costs incurred for the maintenance of that residence while it is vacant, and efforts are being made to sell it. Specifically, costs including interest, property taxes, insurance premiums, and heat and utilities expenses paid to maintain the old residence while efforts were being made to sell it may be deducted. If any family members are still living at the old residence or it is being rented, no deduction is available. As well, a claim for such home maintenance expenses is not allowed where the taxpayer has delayed selling for investment purposes or until the real estate market improved. Now, it may seem from what I said earlier that virtually all moving-related costs will be deductible. However, there are some specific costs for which the Canada Revenue Agency, or CRA, will not permit a deduction to be claimed. Things like expenses for work done to make the old residence saleable. Any loss incurred on the sale of the old residence. Expenses for job hunting or house hunting trips to another city. Expenses incurred to clean or repair a rental residence to meet the landlord's standards. Costs to replace personal use items such as drapery and carpets. Mail forwarding costs, which is a common one that gets reassessed because people think they can claim it. And there's also mortgage default insurance, which is not claimable. To claim a deduction for any eligible costs incurred, supporting receipts must be obtained. While the receipts do not have to be filed with the return on which the related deduction is claimed, they must be kept in case the CRA wants to review them. It is also interesting to note that when it comes to personal tax filings, moving expenses are one of the top 10 areas audited and reassessed by the CRA every year. So make sure to keep all your receipts and statements related to the move. Now, after I just told you to keep receipts, I'm going to tell you where you don't have to. Anyone who has ever moved knows that there is an endless number of details to be dealt with, and in some cases the administrative burden of claiming moving-related expenses can be minimized to choosing to claim a standardized amount for certain types of expenses. Specifically, the CRA allows taxpayers to claim a fixed amount without the need for detailed receipts for travel and meal expenses related to the move. Now, the standardized or flat rate method taxpayers may claim is up to $17 per meal to a maximum of $51 per day for each person in the household. Similarly, the taxpayer can claim a set per kilometer amount for kilometers driven in connection with the move. The per kilometer amount differs in each province or territory, and in all cases, it is the province or territory in which the travel begins that determines the applicable rate. Once eligibility for the moving expense deduction is established, the rules which govern the calculation of those available deductions are not complex, but they are very detailed. 
The best summary of those rules can be found on a form used to claim such expenses, the T1M, as in Mary. The current version of the form, as well as the current allowable amounts which may be claimed for meals and travel expenses, can be found on the CRA's website. And with that, for CGL Strategic Business and Tax Advisors, I'm Corey Litzenberger. Thanks for listening.